my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 364 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am Kevin Huntsberger. My co-host this week is Chad Smart. Chad, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Great to be back. And you know, I am um, a little late to the party. I was watching a video before uh, we recorded. It was called the um, like fastest pushes to winning a title in WWE or WWF. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I'm sure you knew this and I... It's never clicked on me before, but Hulk Hogan, when he beat the Iron Sheik, he mm-hmm. won it on January 23rd, which is yeah. my one, two, three day. Yeah. Yeah. Over my head. Oh, you didn't know that? I, I If I knew it, it has not stuck in my head. So um, I guess that's why you are such a Hulkamaniac. You named well, your, your show after his historic, historic title win. That's true. You know, my, well, and this is why I, I, I always confuse it with whether it was the 23rd or the 24th of January. I knew it was in that time frame, And when I was first toying with the idea of doing the, my one, two, three cents day, I saw that, that, that title when it happened on that day. And I, you know, I'm still not good at Photoshop, but uh, I was playing around with the design and couldn't get it, but it, uh, Greg Mahachko, who is the founder of the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network that you're listening to this fabulous show on, actually ended up doing something for me with it. And it's Hogan holding the green strap belt mm. with uh, Mondo the monkey on mm. on the title. So, um, so yeah, you've you've really been out of the loop for. Yes, so. maybe I should like check that. social media more often. <laughs> yeah. How are things going though out there? No, yeah, things are going fine. You know, it's what are we day or week? Uh, one hundred and five of the two week. You know, <laughs> week to spread the COVID stuff. I don't. I, I I'm at this point. I'm just like whatever. It's life is pretty much mainly back to normal, other than you know still wearing a mask inside everywhere. But other than that. Um, Things are going fine, and I'll say, you know, it's going to save this for the end of the show, but uh, a little spoiler since you brought up Greg Mahachko. Um, you might want to pay attention to the Jittery Monkey podcasting webpage, uh, social media pages, because there could be some news coming down the pipeline in the next few months. 
Oh, well, you know, um, since I'm the only one that posts on, on the social media, maybe tell me what it is because our old boy Greg ain't going to post it, I'm sure. Sorry, uh, Greg, that was a jab. That was a jab. <laughs> Are we revising uh, or revi- uh, yeah, revising uh, Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour? Uh, that could be what I'm referring to. We cut it to 15 minutes by any chance. <laughs> hey, inflation, you know. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, that's great news. If if that is what is coming down the pike, congratulations. And uh, I am giving Greg a hard time. So we uh, actually talked the other day. He was in town, but I wasn't able to catch up with him in person. But uh, we talked on the phone. So uh, I don't know, something I, about having two newborn twins, like taking all yes. this time. I don't know. Like. It's it's probably taking up some time for sure. Did you, um, I know that uh, we've had on our show before or here on the My One Two Three Cents podcast before a uh, conversation with Darwin Finch from mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling or Wrestling Pro Wrestling. I know they've started shows back up. Have you been able to make it out for any of those shows yet? I've only been to one so far. And, uh, you know, our good friend Darwin, unfortunately, he got hit with a frying pan. And so he turned evil he is now just finch mm. and he has joined the group pro wrestling pro trying to overtake wrestling pro wrestling and at the september show he lost a match to chickadee and uh, has been infected and at the last show beefy brawlers and creepy crawlers five he uh has turned into half man half chicken so oh wow i don't know where what this means for the future of darwin finch but uh yeah, he might want to be going and seeing a uh, a scientist. Maybe Dr. Fauci can help him along. Maybe so. It's interesting that you mention that he's going by just Finch now because uh, this week's topic is kind of the name game of sorts. And we're going to be talking about names and uh, digging deeper into the second and third generation names in just a minute. But uh, I do know that WWE has had a history and, and it's happened again of changing, you know, Antonio Cesaro, for example, to just Cesaro, or Matt Riddle is simply known as Riddle now. And I think the, the most recent ones were Angel Garza, who is just Angel, and uh, uh, his tag team partner yeah, is just Humberto now, right? Yeah, I believe so. What are your thoughts on that? Do you know, are you, I personally, I like Cesaro just being Cesaro. I think it's kind of cool sounding. Riddle, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with his first and last name, but in general, what are you thinking when, when you know, we shorten the names to just a singular name instead of a first and last name? You know, I think in the, like in the example of Cesaro, where it's a kind of a standout name, mm-hmm. it can work, but Angel just seems kind of generic. Yeah. And, you know, I always thought it weird that whenever um, WWE announcers would talk about somebody, they would always use their first and last names. You know, it's... It's, you know, cause you don't do that in normal conversation, you know, you right. know who you're talking about. And if, especially like, um, you know, I think, and I may be wrong given that I don't watch a lot of, of other sports, but I, I think most announcers will just refer to either a last name or a first name of a, you know, like if you're watching football and you're talking about a quarterback, they'll just use the last name cause you know who yeah. they're talking about, you know, they, um, so I don't know. It's, I don't understand a lot of WWE's business practices over the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't understand. 
I don't understand shortening names and, and everything, but you know, there's also the thing where you can't have, you know, two people with the same name, you know, if, right. you know, um, that's why Adam Cole would have had to change his name because people might think that he was related to Michael Cole if they got called up and people are like, and, and if that's the intelligence level of WWE fans, well, maybe there's a bigger issue at play, but I just, uh, I don't know. I, and I'll be honest, I don't really pay attention to WWE programming as much anymore. So other than watching the, uh, the pay-per-views or the free previews, whatever you want to call them now that they're on Peacock, they're cock previews. Cock previews. There you go. Yeah. Which don't give Vince any ideas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know what? If as long as guys aren't getting fired, you know, just uh, out of the blue, then hey, good for them. Exactly. Um, you were saying something, and I was going to build off of that, and now it has escaped me. What were, uh, you know, when when you're oh, so same names. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is AEW, where you yeah. got Hangman Page, Diamond Dallas Page, um, Brian Cage, Christian Cage. Uh, you know, you've got all these names that are either yeah. the same or sound very similar too. So that would never ever fly in WWE, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting for the Page versus Cage and a Rage in a Cage match, but <laughs> it may happen. We may get it. We may get it. Um. So the topic at hand this week is, is really kind of talking about second and third generation superstars, their famous fathers, because I think in most of these cases, it's all, uh, uh, you know, fathers and sons. There will be a couple of exceptions to that rule with a couple of daughters involved. But for the most part, we're going to be talking about dads and, and, and their offspring and why or why not the names of their wrestling children or even wrestling siblings uh, sometimes change and, and whether we like it, we hate it. And, and we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you as well um, and, and get your thoughts on this as, as we dig into this. And really it all kind of started a couple of weeks ago uh, or probably a, a couple of months ago at this point with the debut of Braun Breaker, uh, who, which I guess it's good that Braun Strowman is gone now because you couldn't have two Brauns uh, on the WWE banner. Uh, but clearly, and this, I would say that this is, this is really the one time that I really legitimately wonder what's going on with WWE and not using that legacy of his father, Rick Steiner, and his uncle, Scott Steiner, because this guy looks, sounds, wrestles, dresses like, he is a Steiner. Like, there, there, there's no... I could see if they had altered his appearance, changed his gimmick, given him some kind of new look. He's a Steiner through and through. So what is it about this situation, do you think, that, that WWE – because I haven't seen any documentation that, you know, this is why we're doing it. Will it eventually lead to him coming out as a Steiner? You know, I think his uh, – people were throwing out the name. Call him Rex Steiner or, or whatever the case may be. But what are your thoughts on on Braun Breaker? The name – I'm not crazy about the name either, but uh, what are your thoughts on it not being Steiner? Well, first, I want to go back to your comment about there being two Brauns. Now you just put in my head that, you know, a few years ago at WrestleMania, we had Booker T and, and um, Edge – 
fighting over a shampoo commercial. <laughs> I would have liked to see Braun Strowman versus Braun Breaker in a who gets to be the spokesperson for Brawny paper towels <laughs> match. There uh, you go. I don't get the change of not identifying Miss Steiner. The only thing I could think of is because Steiners had more of a legacy in WCW than they did WWF. Like yeah. that's the only thing I can think of of why you wouldn't acknowledge yeah. Steiner. Um, I did. I was a little disappointed at Halloween Havoc. They had Chucky, you know, yeah. cutting in on the show. And I, they did have a segment with Braun Breaker holding a Chucky doll. Right? And Chucky was like in the background, which, you know, for longtime WCW fans, there was uh, during the Bride of Chucky promotion when Chucky interrupted a Rick Steiner promo on yeah. Nitro. I was hoping for a little bit more uh, of a callback for that, but it was nice. At least they put them in the same frame at one point but yeah i don't understand why he's not a steiner and why you would kind of disavow that that knowledge and and i know the announcers so far haven't beaten you over the head with the fact that he's rick steiner's son but again it's i i don't understand has it been mentioned from what i can recall not directly i think Mm -hmm. Vic Joseph, I believe he's the lead announcer, did yeah. mention like Dogface Gremlin or something like mm-hmm. that. But and I and I think called it, you know, when he did a Frankensteiner, he called yeah. it a Frankensteiner. But okay, that's been okay. about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just a very, you know, because obviously, like I said, this is the one that to me is the biggest head scratcher. And I, you know, mm-hmm. typically speaking, try to just kind of roll with what WWE does and say, okay. They have a plan. They know what they're doing. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Um, you know, the name changes and, and whatnot. But it got me to thinking, and that's why I wanted to do this this topic with you as a podcast, is, you know, there are other circumstances and other times that we've seen the famous father not, you know, being used as as the bloodline of sorts for for their children. Now, obviously, the Samoan family, you know, we know that they're all – deeply rooted rocky maivia uh you know 25 years ago this month actually debuted in the wwe um, Mm -hmm. using rocky johnson his famous father's name and then of course his grandfather peter maivia i think though without the rock's personality and and his ability to break through i don't know that rocky maivia would have become the superstar that the rock became what do you think Oh, I think even with his personality, given what we've seen from WWE this year, had Rocky Maivia came about now, he would have been probably let go within six months. Yeah. Because he didn't get over, air quoting, you know, it's, you know, it seems to be a a very um, faster time that if you don't make an immediate uh, impression, you just cut loose. Yeah. And, and I think Rocky needed the time to build up one. It kind of goes back to the Bo Dallas syndrome where in NXT, you gave Bo Dallas time to evolve as a character and build, you know, build a base that the character can, can build off of. Whereas then he bring comes up to the main roster with that gimmick that he's built for a year, but to an audience that hasn't seen that progression and they don't get it. And it doesn't get over the way it did in the smaller you know, time frame because no one knows what's going on. And then, you know, Bo Dallas, another one who did not recognize, you know, didn't use his dad's name. Um, you yeah. know, it could have been Bo Shyster. 
but um well and he's on my list and i want to talk about that because obviously uh, you alluded to it you know mike rotundo who wrestled as mike rotundo in both the wwf and in uh, wcw and and around the world really uh, in the 80s you know then becomes michael wall street becomes irs becomes vk wall street you know all these different name changes then his two sons go into the business and i think a daughter actually was wrestling for a little bit as well um bray wyatt who was husky harris at first on nxt and bo dallas who you just alluded to uh, i don't believe and correct me if i'm wrong that there was ever any um mention you know i think we as fans knew just because of of the internet and just kind of knowing that there was a relation between these uh, three and then throw Barry Windham and Black Jack Mulligan into the mix. You know, Black Jack Mulligan, of course, the grandfather, uh, Mike Rotundo married to the daughter of Black Jack Mulligan. And then, of course, Barry Windham is Mike Rotundo's brother-in-law, um, the uncle of Bray Wyatt and, and uh, Bo Dallas. So there's that big family tie there, but it never was talked about. And when I was a kid watching – I never knew until I read it in a magazine at some point that Black Jack Mulligan was Barry Windham's dad because here's a case where Barry Windham kind of carved out his own name and, and his own uh, future and his own destiny as well. So that's an example of where I think it is it worked where he wasn't taking the father's legacy. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe early on in Barry's career, he did wrestle as Black Jack Windham or Black Jack Mulligan Jr., Oh, and then I he may have. Okay, that may. Have but been. I think I mean that was I think back in like the JCP territorial days okay. before TBS, um, okay. and then of course he became Blackjack Mulligan in the new Blackjacks. Blackjack Wyndham. Blackjack Wyndham, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he was one that I never knew growing up that Mulligan and you know Mulligan was kind of predated my by the time I got in. Um, you know, I remember. Blackjack Lanza being more of an enhancement talent in mm -hmm. WWF and Mulligan, uh, you know, maybe saw him a handful of times. So there wasn't that um, immediate um, knowledge of seeing the two of them together, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but yeah, he, Barry Wyndham went on to make, and uh, you know, again, that's pre-internet times um, right. when, when the aftermags are keeping kayfabe, they're mm -hmm. not, you know, whereas now, as soon as Husky Harris shows up, you know, it's all over the internet that he's Microtenda's son. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's something I think to be said, as we've mentioned previously on this podcast, I'm sure many times, uh, something to be said about the days when we weren't all knowledgeable about everything that we think we know. Yeah. And so I think part of it is on on the fans. You know, so many people are outraged or upset over this Steiner thing, which again, that's the one that I really I I can relate to and, and understand. But I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, and I'm not going to tweet at WWE and call them stupid for for doing this. But right. you know, Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo were brothers. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that, and then, and of course, you know, I think people who watched. Um, when when it was i what was it icw uh mm -hmm. based in like you know 
Kentucky, Tennessee, or wherever they were, they were wrestling out of. I think fans there knew about the Poffo family and that Randy was part of that. But mm-hmm. once, you know, once Randy and Lanny both came to the WWF, which I think they both arrived around the same time, mm-hmm. I don't think people really, you know, the general wrestling fans didn't know that these two were brothers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, it was probably mid nineties before I found out and granted, you know, being at the age that I was, I probably also didn't really care that they were brothers. You know, it's, it's more of um, once you find out going back and then looking at their careers, you see like, did they ever wrestle each other in WWF or did they, you know, have any cross, you know, team ups or anything like, which would have been interesting. And, uh, and then of course, you know, Savage allegedly part of his deal to go to WCW was, uh, that they had to hire Lanny and Lanny, I don't think ever made an appearance on WCW television. But again, that goes back into things that I only know because of the internet, yep, uh, right. you know, and it affects my life in neither way, knowing that Lanny Poffo was or was not under contract to WCW. Um, yeah. So, you know, going back to Braun Breaker, I think, you know, because I knew he was Rick Steiner's son before I saw him, I think I was looking more to see like, okay, can I tell that this is Rick Steiner's son, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas if I didn't know that, would I even make the connection, you know, on my own or would I just been like, Oh, he, you know, maybe was influenced by the Steiners and wants to try to emulate them, but didn't know that he's actually a Steiner. Cause I would have never known. I would have never guessed or imagined that Bray Wyatt and, and, um, Bo Dallas were the sons of, of Mike Rotundo. I would have never yeah. guessed that. And, or the grandchildren of, of black Jack Mulligan. I, yeah. I, you don't see the family resemblance. And then, you know, I, I also, and this is where, again, I, I, I keep going back to Braun Breaker is they've got him packaged as a Steiner. They're just not calling him that. Whereas with Braun Strowman, I'm sorry, with Bray Wyatt, completely different character, different look, different ideology. There was nothing similar or close to the, the Wyndham family, to the Mulligan family, to Mike Rotundo, to IRS, none of it, you know, with, with the Wyatt stuff. And then the same with Bo Dallas, you know, he wasn't anything like any of his family members. And I think that that's also important because, you know, you get stigmatized, David Flair, probably the, greatest example of that of of a wrestling offspring that you think is going to live up to the father's uh you know legacy and sometimes and and we've had this conversation before too you know sometimes the child isn't it doesn't isn't able to carry the torch and and live up to the expectations of us fans um and you know do you want to saddle them with their father's gimmick or, or name and then kind of tarnish that if if it turns out to be a flop I, you know i don't think that david flair hurt rick flair by any means and i think charlotte flair has more than made up for any damage that could have been uh sustained through david flair and and you know i just i don't think he just had the passion or or whatever it was that was missing uh to be the next rick flair if you will yeah i think that's the other point is like you said it just because and you know, just because there is someone who comes from a wrestling family, are they, you know, how, how many, re- 
I was going to say real sports and that's kind of <laughs> insulting, but how many hall of fame professional athletes have, um, have offspring that, you know, live up to the potential of, mm-hmm. of them. And, and I mean, there are, you know, quite a few, but then you look at the number of, of athletes across the spectrum, you know, the, the uh, percentage is probably smaller than you would, would think, uh, but it's still, it's, um, yeah. So David Flair, David San Martino, Eric Watts, you know, all these guys who probably came in under high, um, um, expectations just never, you know, and, and in the case of David Flair, like how long did he actually train? Like, you know, I think he was probably rushed onto TV just to because he was Ric Flair's son. You know, it's kind of like Dominic Mysterio right now in WWE. Like, I don't know how long he's been training. You know, to be a um, to be a superstar mm-hmm. in his own right. So, uh, and, and then and then, like you said, you do saddle them with the the name, and obviously, you know, I think there's a difference between being Rick Flair's son and being Mike Rotunda's son. Right. Right. Yeah. So, th- that's an excellent point too. And I'm trying to find, because you brought up, you know, we talked about, um, um, Bray, Braun breaker, not realizing he would be a Steiner, you know, Steiner's son just by looking at him. And I, right now there is in, um, well in WWE, you know, you have Jay and Jimmy Uso who are the sons of Rikishi. Right. Which, you know, those are ones that I probably would not have pegged them as the sons of Rikishi had they not made a big deal. And that's when the WWE made a big deal about them being yeah. the sons of Rikishi. But they have a brother who is down in NXT. Yes, yes. And I'm trying to find him on the official WWE roster roster website because I've only seen him once and I can't remember what his name is. But he's not going by Uso. He's not going by... Um, Fatu, mm-hmm. um, but you look at him and you're like, they they could bring him up and be a triplet to the right, Uso right. because he yeah, looks. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one that we had talked offline about that I did not mm-hmm. have on my list. You know, um, and again, is it going to become one of those things with Braun and with with uh, you know this? And I, I I'm sorry, his name escapes me as well, but when they get called or if they get called to the main roster, do they then transform into the characters, you know, Mm. to does Braun become a Steiner, you know, does he shed the, the whole Braun breaker thing? I, and I I don't know, man. Yeah. I, you know, and who knows if he's actually going to make it to the, right. The main roster. Um, It's really bugging me that I cannot find him on here, but yeah, I, that's the other thing is when they go up from NXT to, to the main roster and they've done a pretty decent job of keeping people somewhat intact of what their character was. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question because well, in the same regard is when fans, you know, know that he is Steiner's son or that this unknown person that we can't uh uh think of the name they know that he's the uso's brother and um you know the fans being 
smarky as they are, like, you know, when Husky Harris, when Bray Wyatt first came back and the fans chanted Husky Harris at him, mm-hmm. you know, will the fans chant Steiner or right. Uso or... Um, yeah, that, that's... Well, yeah. and also, you know, kind of go back into the mid-90s even when, when Dustin Rhodes left WCW in, in 95 and jumped to WWF. You know, he'd already worked there very briefly as kind of that natural character. You know, it was, it was that plain vanilla ice cream Dustin Rhodes. In the WWF, you know, they slapped some, some face paint on him and put him in a, leot- or a, you know, a full body suit and mm-hmm. gave him a wig and called him Gold Dust. And I feel like he may be the greatest example of someone who, you know, that WCW persona, in my opinion, was boring. And in WWF, he was a legitimate superstar, you know, and I I know there was a lot of of talk even back then because the internet had just started up. And I can Mm -hmm. remember being on some of the, um, the news boards or the talk boards and, and, you know, talking about gold dust and how it was uh, a rib on dusty and how WWF and Dustin were, were, you know, I guess Dustin and, and dusty were estranged at the time. And it was, you know, to all make dusty look bad or embarrass dusty. And, I, you know, I think that that character went on to have a 20 year career in the WWF. And I know he left a couple times and went to TNA or, mm-hmm. or to WCW, but he always came back. And I, I feel like even in, 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 um, AEW, Dustin Rhodes has still kind of maintained some of that gold dust flair, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word, the makeup, the 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 costuming and whatnot. So I don't always think that it's a bad thing to break away from the legacy and develop and build new characters. Bray Wyatt, again, the prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine IRS Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out and wrestling and maybe he would have teamed with Ted DiBiase Jr.? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, you could have done that, and you know, given things that are going on in the world, it could have made sense. He could have done it, but yeah, I, you know, I I remember when Goldust showed up, and I think it was probably two or three weeks of vignettes, and my cousin and I being like, "Hey, is that Dustin wrote?" You know, like again, that not being on the internet at the time, yeah. it was not immediately known, but you know, it, I mean, I had the same reaction when I first saw Raven, and I'm like, "Is that Johnny Polo?" Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and that's going to hold another topic episode of transformations and new gimmicks that yeah. actually breathe live, lives into careers. And yeah, I think Dustin did well. I, you know, and you've got, mentioned it before, uh, fair um, in, in private conversation about what is Dustin, why does Dustin still do the makeup and, and everything? You know, why, what part of his gimmick is that? And I think it's just to let people know that he is gold dust. But, but it, you're right, there's the attitude and the, um, not, not just mannerisms, but there seems to be something with Goldust that is lacking in Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you take them out, that character there is just something changes. But, um, and I just lost the other one that I was going to mention who, oh, speaking of, you know, famous sons, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess all these are technically, technically famous, but ones that carved out their own niche. You know, you look at Brian Christopher, who... Right you know, had his own career, came into WWE, and it wasn't until WWE made a big deal out of the fact that he was Jerry Lawler's son that yeah. a lot of the fans probably didn't know 
he was Lawler's son. And then yeah. in probably the most, one of the most TNA being TNA bits of their early career, he, you know, when he shows up there and, and everybody's chanting Jerry's kid at him, he's like, I am not, you know, I don't want to live off the legacy of my father, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm changing my name to Brian Lawler. It's like, what? <laughs> you, you don't want to be associated with your father, but then you're taking on his name. Like, oh, wow. You know, it, it should have worked like the opposite way where he came in as Brian Lawler, then changed. But yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick, just uh, um, going back, Solo Sokoa is the Usos brother down in NXT. Um, and I mean, yeah, you do a look, other than having short, bleached blonde hair, he, his, his pictures look just like Jimmy and Jay's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, so what do you okay so we've kind of talked about you know the whether it's ignoring or just not maybe embracing and you know there are others that we can throw out there curtis axel you know when he was first michael mcgillicuddy um you know the son of mr perfect ted dibiase jr is one that i think may have been a miss because they gave him the million dollar belt virgil was there for a bit like they tried to completely repackage you know 1980s ted dibiase into the 2010s version uh of him and and you know that was was a miss um but you know when we get guys like bray wyatt or these other characters that aren't taking and embracing their their family lineage is that more insulting to the fans intelligence or is it when we insert family members who don't really exist like in the 80s, we got Jimmy Jack Funk joining Terry and Dory Funk Jr. in the WWF, who the other argument there is calling Dory Funk Hoss Funk instead mm-hmm. of Dory Funk. Um, Lance Von Erich, you know, was not a real Von Erich. Kane and The Undertaker, not really brothers. Edge and Christian, you know, the list goes on and on. So is it worse to fake a family or is it worse to forget a family i'm gonna go worse to create i mean obviously i think undertaker and kane are a different it's a story story it yeah he's telling a story you know edge and christian being brothers and then not being brothers all of a sudden and uh not really having a reason why yeah you went that direction is different but i think anytime you bring a family member in who is not a family member, I think the audience is going to identify that immediately. Yeah. And it's, I'm trying to think if there's any uh, example where it, it paid off, where it didn't insult the audience or if it, or the person that brought in did live up Orn to Swaggle the- and Mr. McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think you're right. I do. I think that, you know, especially when the fans found out that Lance Von Erich, for example, because I was a big world-class fan. So I followed it very closely and, and read about it years later. And I've, I've talked to the author of Lance by chance, the book that, that Lance Von Erich wrote or Lance Vaughn wrote. Um, and, you know, the fans in Texas, especially were, were, were very upset by this imposter Von Erich, if you will. And so, but, you know, it also goes to back in those early days of the Four Horsemen. You know, they always claimed that Ric Flair was cousins of Ole and Arn Anderson, who none of them no, – it's not really Ole Anderson and it's not really Arn Anderson. Yeah. Uh, but they embraced those names because they looked similar. Now, you know, you have Brock Anderson, 
in uh, in AEW who looks just like his dad too. And you know, I I, I wonder what would have happened had Arn stayed with the WWE or with WWE, and what what would Brock's name and gimmick be uh, in the ring today? So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny listening back because. I, I listened to the Tony Schiavone podcast and they're doing 1986 and some of the promos, they call them the Anderson brothers. And in some of the promos, they call them the Anderson cousins. And then of course they say Ric Flair is the cousin as well. So even back then they weren't exactly sure. Okay. Are, are Arn and Oli brothers or are they cousins? Cause it kind of changed with, with the weekly programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, going back, you know, I, I mean, we're Ivan and Nikita Koloff, uncle and nephew. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not even Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but still, the greatest story of how Nikita played, pretended to be Russian for like 15 years. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. I mean, he's actually legally changed his name to Nikita yeah. Koloff. Um, but that's the funny thing, too. You know, Ivan Koloff, I don't know how many years he actually wrestled, but he kept, you know, he maintained that with the accent and everything. And it's kind of like, you know, Lana today, you know, people are like, or there's a clip, there's a famous clip that's on online now that plays on social media where Kofi Kingston isn't talking with the Jamaican accent anymore. And, and triple H says, Hey, weren't you from Jamaica? And it's kind of like, it feels like it's in it, but they're like, okay, we're all going to laugh at this and it's, it's okay. So I think as fans, we get way, way wrapped up in and way too caught up in it. And sometimes we just forget that we're watching a program where a guy is dead Hmm. or another guy was allegedly burned as a child or, you know, he's summonsing um, uh, lightning bolts. He's been buried alive. You know, the undertaker has been buried alive. How many times Hmm. we're, we're trying, you know, we, we try to apply logic to an illogical business. Uh, So, you know, at the end of the day, Braun Breaker doesn't is is nothing in in the if you on the list of things that don't make sense in wrestling, right? Uh, you know, it, it's very small. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to really break down WWE programming right now, there are so many more examples of what is this company doing that a, a name change or a name, you know, someone's name, and you know, it could have been. You know, Braun Breaker, I don't know what his real name is, but it could have been his idea to not come in as a star, right. being like, no, I don't want to live. All, although then doing all your family's mannerisms and everything kind of negates that. But, um, you know, I, like we said, it's maybe it is better to not set them up to fail by not bringing in the name, you know, because there's, you know, at the same time in NXT right now, there's a guy named Von Wagner. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, he, uh, I'm going to put it very nicely. He looks very Cro-Magnon, um, <laughs> but he is Wayne Bloom's son. Who? Oh, really? Okay. One of the Beverly brothers. Now, yeah. should we be upset because he's not something Beverly? And right. granted, you know, the Beverly brothers don't have the legacy of the Steiner brothers. And, um, and I think Wayne is not the one, I think it was the other Beverly who was, who, <laughs> To me, one of his most famous moments is being in the ring when Scott Hall shows up on Nitro. Oh, yeah, Mike Enos. Mike Enos, yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I haven't heard people get upset about Von Wagner not having the name. Jay. And, 
you know, another one you look at, throw in real quick is Road Dog. You know, it okay. wasn't well well into his career that they started referring to him as Brian James or, yeah. you know, acknowledging that. Um, but did it make a difference with Road Dog? You know, right. And again, I think the James name, Armstrong. Lawson, Armstrong, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Armstrong name is very deeply rooted in Southern wrestling. Right. Would have meant, meant much to the WWE crowd. So let me let me kind of transition this too. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens if Kane or The Undertaker, um, you know, some of these guys who were only or primarily known uh, as their gimmicks, mm-hmm. if they have kids who decide one day that they're going to wrestle? You know, do do they wrestle as Mean Mark Callis Jr.? Yeah. Is it the Undertaker Jr.? You know what I mean. So yeah, sometimes too, you have to develop that new character or that new identity uh, because it, it makes the most sense to to kind of again develop or or break out. And again, we don't know WWE's motivation or you know mm. where they're headed with this and and it could all become a uh you know i think part of it may be a a a rib on the fans of you know this is their way of because i really especially those first two weeks which is really when i really got the idea to do this podcast i mean people were really worked up about it yeah yeah well i mean you know in, in terms of the undertaker I guess maybe he does have a son. I was going to say his daughter will probably take on the McCool name. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, that, I don't know. I think it's, it's also, you know, dependent on what their real name is anyway. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, if Shawn Michaels son comes in, is he going to be Michael Hickenbottom jr? Or is he going to be Shawn Michaels jr? You know, it's, um, I'm assuming Hickenbottom would be his legal name, yeah. but um, who knows? You know, it, or if you come up, can come up with a cool name. And I think a lot of this is a thought that I've had a lot with like music um, over the last 15, 20 years. You know, it's it, are we getting older and names are sounding less cool for? a polite way to say it is you know you look at bands that are out right now and you look at certain names and you know there's like marshmallow or dj marshmallow and you're like oh that's so dumb but then like you know in our day we had motley crew def leopard are these like were these good names or just because we were at an age when they sounded cool and we've gotten used to them right so the same way with wrestling names is it you know is hulk hogan really a good name or did he just come around at the right time? You know, same right. with IRS uh, uh, names that, you know, junkyard dog. If, if you had that guy show up on in NXT now, uh, name the junkyard dog without the original there, you know, people would probably complain about that as well and be like, Oh, right. this is such a stupid name and a stupid gimmick. So that's a great point. That is really a great point. And, did you have any other uh, talking points or, or people on your list that, that you wanted to kind of talk about and analyze? Cause we, we talked before we started recording, this was kind of, kind of be a ping pong of, of bouncing back and forth, but I think I've made all my points and I think most yeah. fans or at least the folks that listen to this podcast are, are not going to be overly upset about the whole Braun breaker thing. But I think that they, 
probably question it. Like I said, I do question it, but uh, I also know that as you question things with wrestling, you know, you wait a little bit because it is episodic and, and mm-hmm. things change. And, you know, I do think that Braun Breaker right now is probably the standout star on NXT. And I, I think it was right for him to not win the championship at uh, Halloween Havoc. I, I think that his time is going to come. And I think that he is really going to be one of those guys that we're, we'll be talking about a couple of years from now as, as, as one of the top stars, um, whether he stays in NXT or moves on to, uh, to the WWE roster. Assuming yeah, he doesn't I, let go. Right. Yeah. And assuming is if he gets pulled up, or called up and they actually have a plan in place for him. I, I do think that he has the potential to be um, a major star in WWE or AEW or MLW or probably not Ring of Honor, but too soon. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, I was kind of surprised that they didn't put the title on him just because the way NXT was going, it seemed like, you know, flush out the old guard and then just bring in an entire new crop of people. But um, we'll see. And, and I mean, NXT 2.0 is a whole nother discussion we can have as to if, whether or not it's succeeding or, uh, or not. But again, we're only two months into 2.0. So let's give it some time to actually get its footing and figure out what it is, what it is and, and uh, what's going on from there. Yeah. Well, and we kind of talked about the, and you know, the releases um, ring of honor, of course, making its big announcement last week uh, that they are essentially, it sounds like they're going out of business or that's the vibe I'm picking up from. Uh, they're on hiatus until April, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. You know, WWE and I, when, when all these releases are, are being announced, you know, I, I did go back and look at the, the, the roster, the roster is still, huge mm-hmm. and you know there were names on this last round that you know carrying cross and uh scarlet bordeaux um i really liked those two and as well as um um who was the other one i told you about oh Nia Jax. oh yeah, Nia Jax, shut up <laughs> um so you know i was legit surprised by by some of those and you know then you read that some of the different things going on but Regardless of that, um, AEW has kind of picked up a reputation, fair whether it's fair or not, uh, of being kind of the WWE, you know, guys get released, girls get released, and, and they go to AEW. And, and Tony Khan, I guess, has said over the weekend as well that there are some new releases that he's interested in for mm-hmm. his roster. Does AEW make a mistake by getting their roster too fat? Because I feel like, especially with WWE, even though the roster is is, is very deep still, it's mm. still those primary 15 or 20 guys and, and women that you see week in and week out. Is AEW falling into that? Do you think they run the risk of falling into that? Or do they have enough to kind of spread it out? I think AEW does a better job of rotating people in and out than WWE does because WWE seems to just only focus on the same people week after week. Mm-hmm. And, and it all leads into that month's cock purview. Um, whereas AEW uh, can, you know, because their major events are like every four months, so they can yeah. take time to build up a storyline. I do think 
you know, in the case of like CM Punk coming back, uh, you know, you and I have joked about it. It's to me getting repetitive that they have Punk on every show just to talk or just to come out and say something. Like, I think that that seems to be a need of like, oh my gosh, we have this guy. We have to have him on the show. Otherwise the fans are going to be upset. And I can understand for the fans in attendance. Yeah. If you want to have him come out during a commercial break or before the show or something, you know, so that the crowd can say they saw him, but I don't think he needs to be on a show every single week. And I think they do need to um, be careful that if they bring in too many, you know, new wrestlers that they don't just, put them on TV for the sake of putting them on TV. Fair point. Makes sense. Anything else you want to talk about uh, in the world of wrestling before we wrap up this week's show? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, Royal Rumble's coming up in St. Louis. I don't think either one of us will be there, but um, we got to save our money for WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm debating. 37. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Since it is Rock 25, hashtag Rock 25 this month, um, let's do a Rock-related film or TV show for Movie Mania this month. Is there one that stands out to you off the top of your head that you want to do, that you want to talk about, or should we let folks vote and, and go from there? Um, I was going to say, as long as it doesn't have to be Rampage, skyscraper or one of the fast and furious movies probably okay with any rock film okay but. i'm cool with that we'll what we'll do is we'll put a poll on the uh facebook group so head to the facebook group the the link is in the uh write-up for this week's episode um and give us some suggestions and um and we will we will grant chad's wishes and not do the ones that he uh just specifically mentioned and we'll figure something out and then we'll do something Christmas related for, for December, obviously. Um, I was going to ask you something else or put you on the spot for something else. And I don't remember what it was. So, um, Oh, not putting you on the spot, but reminding folks who are listening that the uh, toy drive is underway, the uh, action figure drive. So you can drop those off at the stride pro wrestling show, which is happening this Saturday night, uh, the 13th of November uh, in Carterville, Illinois. If you're not in the area though, you can always ship something or uh, meet me somewhere and uh, I'll get it taken care of. And I, as I'm saying this, I'm remembering that I didn't follow up with someone last week on this. So Next week, I'll have an announcement on um, the, the drive as well and uh, hopefully some positive good news for that. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. Chad, anything else that you want to throw out there? Uh, nope. I'm okay. good. A man, a few words. Check Chad out uh, on social media. You can see our back and forth every weekday, usually. Uh, something snarky coming from one of us, both of us sometimes as well. So... Uh, be sure to check out chat at Chad Smart, at Kevin Huntsperger, and of course, at My123Cents. Friends, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.